blessed to be able to stand here today again and just share the word of God with you. Um, so some, some three or so weeks back, we were having our Saturday prayer meeting and there were some things that were flowing in my heart and, when I, and, and, and one of the prayer points that was being prayed about was, was that we want to experience more of God. We, we want to experience more of the presence of God. And, and then Psalm 27 was shared in the, in, the, in, the, in the prayer meeting and it struck a chord within me. It struck something in my spirit. Why? Because it's, it's, it's something that's been our mainstay from the beginning of the year where we said that the theme for this year is that we need to stay in the presence of God. Whatever you do, you need to learn to stay in the presence of God. And, and you need to seek the presence of God. And in the presence, there is fullness of joy and there is life forevermore. So it struck something in the inside of me. And therefore, this is why at the night vigil, those that were there, you were blessed to talk about the presence of God and coming to behold the face of the King. And, 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 and I want to speak more about, about that psalm today. And, and last week you were told that you need to, to, to rise up with your faith and get the things that you must get to. And, and I'm, I'm blessed to hear the testimony of my brother because it's when you release your faith into things. Oh my God, I don't know who you are, but you need to release your faith. Amen. Amen. So, so I'm, I, Psalm 27, let's just read it. I'll just read one to six. And, and if I cannot go through everything I want to go through today, that's okay because there will be time, I, I, I believe. Maybe not for James, but for, you'll have to follow, follow us on SoundCloud and on, 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 on Twitter and, and YouTube and our Facebook channel and check our website. How many of you guys are connected to our Facebook page? Come on, guys, you should connect to the Facebook page. Don't miss a thing and say, I didn't know where it was. You know, it's, it's always there on Facebook. How many of us know that we have a website? Check the website. Put it as one of your favorites. How many of you have got Twitter? Have your own Twitter handle? Follow the church. The church even has a Twitter and you don't have one. Goodness. You know, this is the time we must have those kind of things. Don't be left behind. You know, sometimes I see people saying, so-and-so is now following you on Instagram. And I'm saying Instagram is almost out of the picture. And some people don't even have Twitter. Twitter came before Instagram. <laughs> so, so you, know, you know, guys, so follow us on Twitter as well. And, and SoundCloud, you know, the, the, the technical team just... just uh, just a step ahead of me, I was going to challenge them to say I need to have some stuff on SoundCloud and then they sent me the SoundCloud link. <laughs> say great, you know. So in case you can't follow us on YouTube, you can follow us on SoundCloud because then you don't need to be watching the video, you can just hear the audio on SoundCloud. How many of you have a smartphone? Psalm 27, are you there? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, 
Even then, I will be confident. <clears throat> One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. You will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. I want to focus on a few things that you find in there, but I want you to go home with verse four in particular. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. The King James Version says to behold, to behold him, that I may behold him, that I may be able to see him, that I may behold him. And the aspect of beholding he, the beauty of the Lord is, is that it's not just seeing it, it's being able to stay fixed on it and be able to say, I possess that, I behold it. I beheld it. I did not just see it and it passed away, but I kept on looking at it. This is why the NIV translated that word, that Hebrew word, into gaze. That I keep on gazing. Who has ever gone to, to sit on top of a rock and watch the sun go down? You guys have never done that? Try it one time. Go to the river. There's a river close by. In case you're wondering, where is the river? It's just down here. You get out and you just keep going. You'll find a river. And sit there and watch the sun go down. The sun goes down this side. And watch the sun go down. Just look at it and see the change of the colors of the sun. The beauty that it gives as it gives you a kaleidoscope of colors. Red, orange, yellow, and everything in between. And see also the shadow of the trees taking shape and hiding the sun as it goes down. You have to gaze. You have to keep watching to see it happen. Do you follow what I'm saying? And so David says that I may behold the beauty of the Lord, that I may look upon the Lord. This one thing I desire, not two, not three, but this one thing. This one thing. Everybody say one thing. One thing, one thing I desire, one thing I long for is to be in the place where I can see his beauty, where I can look at him and feel him looking at me. Oh, God. That I may be where he is. 
and to inquire in his temple. You see, when you are in the presence of a king, often the king will ask you, what may I do for you? You've got to, under to understand this. You've got to come back to the times where kings were, were really kings. And before you could come to the presence of a king, you had to go through a whole process. And when you came before the presence of a king, you didn't just come there for nothing. You don't just go there to look at, at, at king. What is the king, the name of the king? They don't know the name of the king. Do you know we have a king here? What is his name? Yes. Now what is the name of the king? They still don't catch it. Okay. There is a king. You don't just go before King Willem Alexander just for the sake of it. Those that are allowed into the presence of the king come out with something from the king. Do people hear what I'm saying? And this is, this is why David as a king fully understood what it meant to come before God as his king. Hallelujah. And so he says, one thing I desire. I may have many things that I want, but there's one that I desire. And that one thing is to get in to see his beauty. Because in his beauty, Psalm 16 says, there is life forevermore. So I want you to remember that. And, but I just want to, to, to see a few things with me before I'll come back to that verse. He says in verse 1 to 3, he, he talks about it, how the Lord is my light and my salvation. I'll give you just 10 things. Just write these things quickly. Number one, God is your light. God is your light. So where there is darkness in your life, you need to know that if you can come into the presence of God, He will give you light. So God is your light. Number two, God is your salvation. David says, is my, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Number two, he's your salvation. He is your savior. He saved you from sin, saved you from your ignorance, saved you from going to hell and brought you into a place where you can go to heaven. If you're not born again, you need to get born again because Jesus is a savior. He died so that you can be saved. Hell is there, and heaven is a better place to be. And you sort that out now with a decision after Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Jesus is your Savior. He is also your salvation in the time of trouble. When you are in the thick and the difficulty of things, He is God alone, and He is your Savior. Amen. So he's your savior. Number two, God is your trust. That's why David says, whom shall I fear? It's because I trust God, therefore I will not fear anyone. God is my trust. He's your trust. When you can trust God, the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who can overcome us when God is on my side? We are overcomers. We are overcomers. You are an overcomer, so you can trust God. God is your trust. No need to fear. Number four is that he is your strength. David says, the Lord is my strength. 
He is my stronghold, the NIV calls it. He is my stronghold. He is a place where I can go in and find strength. He is a refuge. That's what a stronghold is. He is a refuge. He is a hiding place. He is my strength. When I am weak, he gives me strength. When I am not able, he causes me to be able. You see, the things that appear difficult to me, the Lord helps me to accomplish them. Amen. Because he's my strength. You need to come to a place where you can know God enough to say he is my strength. Number five, he's my life. David says he's the strength of my life. In other words, he says he is my life. If God were to take away his strength from me, I would have no life. You would have no life. Thank God that God is so merciful. He gives all of us life. But in the moment he chooses to take life away from us, we have no life. But David says, you know what? He is my life. See, David had gone through some tough times by the time he was writing this psalm. He had been running away from Saul, living in caves and living in tents and away from safety. And David, in all the things that he has been going through, he sees God rescuing him after every attack of Saul. And in this instance, he says, God is my stronghold and he is my life. People can try to take my life. The spear of Saul, you need to understand that the fact that Saul missed David a couple of times with his spear, it's not that Saul was not good in throwing a spear. He was a king. He was well trained. He had fought some good battles. Even the women sang of some of his victories. And so the fact that he missed David is only because God is the life of David. The fact that the car hit you and you survived is not because you were smart or you were good or you listened to the Holy Spirit. It's because God is your life. The fact that you ate that food and it didn't kill you but you spoiled the toilet, it's just because God is your life. If God would decide not to allow you to have that life, you would spoil the toilet and die. But because God is your life, the fact that they put boiling water on you and you still survived and you still win the beauty competition after being boiled with water, it's because God is your life. You understand what I'm saying? He is your life. So number six, number six, he says, he's my protector from the wicked. He's my protector from the wicked. You know what? There are so many wicked things around. So many wicked things. I was talking to my brother and he was telling me of his testimony and how somebody just after four years just say, my friend, you're out. There are some people just say, I'm wicked. I've wasted four years and you tell me I have nothing to show forth for it. But because God is our protector from the wicked, he places you in a place of safety. Hallelujah. He changes things around, puts you in a place. You know, people can be wicked. They will find all kinds of reasons to do away with you just because you are known to be a child of God. They will, they will do all kinds just because you have succeeded in something. Say, ah, now he thinks he's good. Let me let's see how he's going to finish this one. And they'll start, you know, we're praying for somebody. Just because now you're blessed with a baby and, 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 you're, and, and people now want to kill you because you've been blessed. Yeah. 
People can just be wicked. And God is our protector from the wicked. Amen. Now the neighbor just rises up against you and you don't know why. Does all kinds of things. Calls police on you when you are sleeping. I remember a story one time of a man, he, you know, he just, some people just wanted him arrested. And they just called police on him. Say, he's got a gun, he wants to kill us. The police came and found the man sleeping in his house with his wife. And the wife says, this man has been here all day long. He has gone nowhere. Even today we are surprised why he came home early and decided to eat dinner with us and go to bed early with us. He's been here all day. And yet somebody is saying, he's holding a gun, wants to kill me. The police had to come with an armored car because they say, if this gunman starts shooting. Why? Because there's some people that are just wicked, want to bring you down. But God is the protector from your wicked. And, and, and he goes on and, and says, he is also my helper. He's also the one who fights my battles. He fights my battles. He helps me in war. There's a war going on. There are battles going on. A war in your mind. How many of you struggle to come to church today? How many of you are even saying it's high time he, this pastor keeps quiet, let me go? There's a war going on, constantly going on. You want to hear it, but you know something just says, no, don't. You know what's good for you, but you just can't get the strength to do. Why? Because there's a war going on. There's a war in your mind. You know it's good to serve God. You know it's good to be born again. You know it's good to be in the house of God, but there's a war going on against your soul. It won't allow you to get up and serve God. It won't allow you to get up and give your life to Jesus. Why? Because there's a war that's going on. The devil is fighting all the time. If he can keep you away from the things that will save you, he will keep you. He will do it. But thanks be to God. David says, God is my helper in war. Our marriages are always under attack. When you think you're secure, the devil strikes that way. Things are going good, the devil strikes that way. You find yourself a sister and you say, now I'm going to get married, strikes you that way. There's a war on. How do you keep standing in the midst of all the challenges? How do you keep going? You need to have God as your helper in the wars and the battles that we're going through. There's a battle in the mind. There's a battle in your heart. There's a battle for your body, even your general health. Things are... The weather is also fighting against you. It's like a war constantly all around you. People you know, people you don't know. All kinds of things. Right now there's ISIS and there's ISIL and there's IS and you, ne you never know which one is the enemy. But there's a war going on. Trump versus Clinton versus Merkel and May and you know. Everything around us. Mark Rutte versus the other guy. What do we do? How do we keep going in life? David says, this is my secret. The Lord is my help in war. And he also goes and says, he's my refuge from the multitudes. He's my refuge from the multitudes. Sometimes things are many. 
that are against you. You know, I, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always intrigued when Jesus talks to the man. This is one man. And he asks this man, who are you? And you know what the man answered? He says, we are many. He says, we are many. Who are you? We are many. This is the story that you find when Jesus crosses over to go to, to, to what was the name of the city? Gadarens. And he finds a madman who comes out of the graves to meet them at the, at the seashore. And when he comes out of the boat, he asks this man, who are you? And the man says, we are many. We are legion. One man says we are legion. Why? Because there were so many spirits inside of him. There was a multitude, enough to fill a head of pigs. They said, send us into the pigs. Legion, legion is, a, is, is how many? Huh? <laughs> you know, there you go. In one man. So sometimes you think you're just dealing with one person and you don't know, there are many. God helps you against the multitudes. God helps you against the multitudes. You know, <laughs> praying against, against <laughs> you, you, you people have to understand this. We're praying for someone one time. And you know what? Sometimes you pray and then you cast out some, some demon and you think it's done. And then something else crops up and you cast out another one and then another. And then suddenly this one spoke and said, now you've dealt with all the junior ones. <laughs> but this one is mine. <laughs> I, I remember that incident so well. I think it was around 19, no, 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 it was about 2000 or 2001. We thought we had dealt with everyone. We wanted to go back into the service because a powerful man of God was preaching. So we had carried this person out to pray for them and get them delivered. And when we thought we had dealt with everything, then the grandfather of them all spoke. <laughs> You've dealt with all the junior ones. <laughs> but I, I am not going. This person wants me in here. I'm not going. And then you start to realize that, oh, we have been dealing with Many legions. They are legions that are sometimes against us. Multitudes that are against us. And sometimes it's a lot of things. Just imagine how many thoughts rush through your mind. Just imagine how many challenges you can. If I were to say to you, go to the supermarket right now, how many excuses do you give me? I'm quite sure you will give me not more, no, not just one excuse. And the time I try to open my mouth, you give me another one. And if I challenge you on one, you will have another one. Money, I don't have anything to do there. Pastor, how can you be sending me? Why should I go there? You could come up with a multitude of excuses. Why? Because there's a multitude of things that are against our will. That are against our progress. There are a multitude of things that come to challenge and push us back. But David says, the Lord is my refuge from the multitudes. 
from the multitudes of those that are against me, from my foes, from my enemies, from those that want to end my life, that want to terminate my vision, that want to destroy the path that God has for me. And he says, God is my confidence. I love this one. He says, and God is my confidence. Therefore, I will not stumble, I will not fall, because in, I'm confident in God. I find my confidence in Him. God is my confidence. This is end of verse 3. Though an army beseech me, and my heart, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, and you know what? War will break out against you. Even then, David says, I will be confident. Why? Because I know who God is. And I want to challenge you, church, and say, you need to build your relationship with God. Stay in His presence. Stay in God's presence because then your relationship will be strong and you will be confident with your God. So that when the wars break out and the enemies come against you and the challenges come against you, the supervisor won't cooperate, the wife won't help you out, the kids misbehave, the money is not there in the bank. When things are not shaping up the way you thought they should shape up, the project is not moving, the workplace is getting shut down. When you're faced with all those difficulties, you will be able to say, the Lord is my confidence. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my help. So when things are not as though they should be, when the progress doesn't come as quickly as it should come, when the friends are not there when you thought they would be, you'll be able to say, well, whether they are not there or not, the war has broken out, but in this thing I am confident, God is with me. God is my strength. God is my help. God is my refuge. God is my trust. He is my salvation. And so David says, this one thing that I desire therefore, that I may continue in this confidence in God, that I may continue to behold this beauty of God and to know the power of God, the excellence of my God, this one thing I desire, and that one thing is to dwell in His presence, to dwell where God is. When you talk about the presence of God, you need to understand that we're saying you need to be where God is. You need to be where God is. You need to be where God is. You need to be where the Lord is. Don't go anywhere without God. Don't move out of the presence of God. And some of you say, but God is everywhere. Yes, He's everywhere, but is He with you? Are you conscious of the fact that God is with you? And that's the place where you need to be. That's the place where you need to keep in. In a place of your consciousness where you know that God is indeed with me. Amen. That I'm not just existing because you were not called to exist. You were not just made to be there. You were made to be, to give God pleasure and to enjoy the life that you live here fulfilling God's purpose. And as so in, in order to do that, you need to know that God is with you. Like David says, I'm confident and therefore one thing I desire, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What was it about the house of the Lord? David, David speaks on in, the, in that verse 4 and says that I may ask of the Lord this only one thing I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord. If you read from the King James, it says to, that I may be in the tent of God or in, 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 in the tabernacles of God. 
This is where God resides. This is how they viewed God in that time. They knew God was everywhere, but God had made a special place in the tabernacle where they could come and meet with God. And David says, I want to be there. I want to be in that place where I can meet with God. I want to be in that place where I will see the beauty of God. You see, when you went into the tabernacle, there were particular things that you would see. And in the things that you would see, I may not have time to talk about everything today, but part of it was that the Ark of the Covenant was there. And in the Ark of the Covenant, you had the, the lights that represented the, 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 I mean, the, the tribes of Israel. And you also had the showbread, and you also had the ephod and the thummim and the umim that was staying in the Ark of the Covenant, in the temple, in, in, in the inside. And not only that, there was also another secret place in the inside. And David says, I want to dwell in there. And those things, when the lights were on and the fire was burning, it showed the beauty of God. It resembled the beauty of God. But more importantly, when you went further into the most secret place of the temple, you know, pastor, the pastor from the UK was teaching us last Feast of Grace. There was a place where you had the lights, the artificial light. But when you came into the Holy of Holies, there was not longer the artificial light. There was the light of God himself. And that's where you want to be. In that place where God's light and beauty would shine upon you. And when God's light and beauty shines in your heart, shines in you, you know that you can be secure. You know that you can be rest assured. Nothing is going to miss you. And when you come to that place where God's very light shines upon you, you know that you can ask anything from the Lord and he will give it to you. Like I said, when you come into the place of the king, you come out with the desire of your heart. Somebody was telling me the other day their testimony, and they said, I want to thank God for the queen. And I said, why? What is it about the queen? And he said, because the queen said that the Dutch government should give me paper. It didn't matter how his circumstances and his story were, but because the queen said, give him a passport, it was done. He knew what it meant to have gone before the royal. If Prince William says, give him, he will get it. Whether they want to, whether the law says this or that, once the prince said, give him, it's done. When you can come into the presence of God as your king and experience the beauty of his face, whatever he grants you there, it is yours. Whatever he gives to you there, whatever he releases for you, whatever he will say this must be happen for you, it will happen. Why? Because you are in the presence of the Most High. So David says this one thing I desire that I may get to the place to behold the beauty of the Lord. That's what I want to behold. That's what I want to experience. I want to draw closer to you, O God, that you may bring me into your pavilion. The pavilion is like just the tent, the tabernacle. 
and, and he says, you will also bring me into the secret place of your dwelling. Into the secret place of your dwelling where secrets can be shared. And not only are secrets shared, but that the Lord will grant even the desires of your heart. You see, by the time you get to the place where you can behold the beauty of the Lord, it's no longer about your evil desires, but it is about a desire that will glorify God even more. And for that, God will grant it. We need to come to that place where we get to move beyond the secret place. And David also says, but I want to come upon you who is my rock. Let me read that for you. And then I'll ask you to stand with me. He says in verse 5, For in the day of trouble, you will keep me safe in your dwelling. You will hide me in the shelter of your sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. If you can desire to see his beauty, if you can desire to gaze upon him and to gaze upon the glory of God, God will bring you not only into his dwelling, not only into the secret place of his tabernacle, but also he will set you high upon a rock. I may have to speak about that rock on another day, but you've got to understand. I just want you to understand this. So in the time that David was, this is the last thing I will share with you. In the time that David was, he was running away from Saul, I've already told you, and, and he was living in tents and in places. But he knew there was one place that if he could just enter into that place, not even Saul could put a finger on him. And you know where that place was? It was in the tabernacle. And if David, David was saying, if I could go in right into the secret place of the Most High, no matter what Saul will do, their soul can never touch me. But not only that, when I'm in that place, God will place me upon a rock. A rock that's higher than I, Psalm 62 verse 2. A rock that's higher than anything else. A rock that is a refuge. And I want to say to you today that God, you don't need to run into a special building. You don't need to run into a special tent to experience the secret place of God and to be hidden upon the rock, Jesus Christ. You can do it right now as you can pray and seek his face. And this is why David says, this one thing I will do, this one thing I will seek, this one thing I desire. How do you desire it? How do you, you seek it? How do you find it? It's obtained by prayer. It's obtained by crying to the Lord in prayer. And if we can be a people that desire to stay and to dwell in the place of prayer, we will see the presence of God. We will see the glory of God. If you can be a person of prayer, if you can be a person who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus, you will experience the secret things in God's presence. I have experienced them. I have heard him. He has shown me things in the place of prayer. I've trembled in the place of prayer. 
And I've been all struck by some of the things I've seen in the place of prayer. Why? Because while you are praying, God takes you and places you in his secret place. And I've come out knowing that I am on a rock, Jesus Christ. I want you to stand with me as we're going to pray. I want you to pray for yourself and say, Lord Jesus, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock. Psalm 62 and verse 1 says, says, verse 2 says, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And I just want you to pray and say, Father, lead me to that rock that is that will, the way I will never be shaken. Lead me to the rock that will be my salvation. So just raise your voice and say, Father, lead me to your rock. Lead me to that rock, Jesus Christ. Help me, oh God. Help me, Holy Spirit, to come to that place of prayer, to come to that place where I will seek your face, where I will desire nothing else but you, nothing less than you, oh God. Lord, I want to see your glory. I want to see your beauty in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray. Go ahead and just make the prayer for yourself. Just pray as the Holy Spirit has, has touched your heart today. Just pray to God. I'm, I'm going to ask you to pray for two other prayer points with me. But I just want you to pray for yourself first. Say, God, I want to experience this in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to experience your power. I want to experience your glory. I want to experience your presence in the name of Jesus. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Lead me into your tabernacles. Lead me into the place. Lead me into the place. Oh God. Lead me into the place, oh God, of your secret tabernacle, oh God. Lead me, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want you to pray and say, Father, Father, lead me into the secret place of your dwelling let me see your glory let me see your face let me see your beauty let me gaze upon it in the name of Jesus go ahead and make that your prayer just, just ask God to show you his face oh God must show us his face God must show us his face you see there's nobody who ever saw the face and the glory of God that remained the same there's nobody who remained mediocre after seeing the beauty of God if you can experience the beauty of God if you can experience the grace of God in your life your life will never be the same again your life will change for the better in the name of Jesus God Lord show Show me your glory. Show me your beauty. Show me your face, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And I want you to pray again a prayer. This, this one, I just want you to pray it prophetically. See, the, the general overseer, Pastor Adeboye, we love to call him Daddy G.O., and, and he, he was speaking in the convention, the recently ended convention, and, and he was saying that this is the time where God is going to be answering prayers. Those of us that are going to be a people of prayer, God is going to be answering our prayers. And I want you to make a simple prayer to say, Lord, when I pray, hear me and answer me. 
when I pray, Lord, hear me and answer me. The rest is going to be up to you what you will pray for. But I want you to pray and say, Father, when I pray to you, hear me and answer me. May your prayers be heard. May your cries be heard. I don't want you to be a people that says we never see how God answers prayers. But you know, God has spoken that he was going to be answering prayers. And I want you to mark it in this next year. Whatever you're going to be praying for, whatever you're going to cry for, I stand upon the word of God that says when we call upon the name of the Lord, he will hear us. And I stand upon the prophetic message that is given to his servant that says that when we call on him, he's going to answer us. I want you to pray for yourself and say, Father, when I call unto you, when I pray, I'm, oh Lord, when I bring my prayer before thee, Lord, may you hear it and may you answer it in the name of Jesus. My pray for yourself pray for yourself that you may pray that you will be a person of prayer I can't motivate you anymore but any more than the presence of God that you will find in the place of prayer the reason I go back to the place of prayer is because I've seen his beauty and I want more of it but I also know that when I go into the presence of God he answers my prayer he answers prayers pray and say Lord when I pray to you Lord remember me and answer my prayer when I cry out to you Lord remember me and answer my prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus and I want you to begin to pray for something right now whatever it is that is your desire begin to lay it before the Lord right now if it is a job if it is a PhD if it is to finish your thesis to finish your project if it is a new job if it is your family if it is your husband your wife your children whatever it is if it is your finances if it is your friendships, if it, whatever it is, if it is that you are weak in your body, you are not feeling well, if you can pray right now, God will hear you and He will answer you in the name of Jesus. If it is your future that is not looking bright, if it is your future that is not looking secure, if you can pray right now, God will answer you. Whatever you can pray to God, whatever you can bring before the Lord, God, my Lord, thank you for you are faithful to answer your word. You are faithful, Lord God, Almighty to fulfill your word. You have said, Jehovah, that not a stroke of your word will go unfulfilled. And Jehovah, thank you, Father Lord, for the spirit of prophecy. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that every prayer that's raised right now, every cry that's raised right now, oh, God will send helpers to you. God will send people to help you. God will change your situation. God will touch the people around you. In the name of Jesus, your family will be blessed. There's a turnaround coming in your home in the name of Jesus I speak to your health I speak healing over you I speak healing over you in the name of the Lord Jesus every place of your fear I cancel it and I banish it from your life and I speak faith and power in the name of Jesus thank you Heavenly Father oh my God I pray even for somebody who's having issues with their house you having issues with your housing I speak to you right now that God will settle it for you in the name of Jesus my God I want to thank you thank you for grace thank you for mercy thank you Jesus that we can behold your beauty I pray that God as your children will seek you reveal yourself bring them into the secret tabernacles of your dwelling Bring them to the place where there will be upon you the rock of our salvation. 
where father they will gaze at your beauty where they will gaze at your glory thank you lord jesus thank you jesus thank you thank you that you are a refuge an ever-present help in our times of need See, whenever you come into the presence of God, it lifts up your faith. It lifts up your faith. And it helps you to release that faith into the circumstances of life. Why? Because God gives you His power. He exchanges your weakness, exchanges your inabilities, your in inadequacies for His ability, for His power, for His strength. So come into his presence and receive strength. Let him lift up your faith for tomorrow. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.